Oh, you're here early today. Good to see you heed the wisdom of the elderly. I know I said we usually mop at the end of our shift, but it seems they had an incident earlier this evening and gave us the leftovers to deal with. I hope you don't faint at the sight of blood and possibly entrails. <sighs> it's nights like these that make me think I could use a vacation. Is there anywhere you've dreamt of going? I myself enjoy the beach, but only at night. I, I've never been much for sunlight or people. But at night when the world is black, the sound of the oceans roaring like some ancient and powerful entity, reaching out and touching you with its icy tendrils, beckoning you further into the dark. Down below the dead are there, rotting in its depths. It sends a chill down my spine. Unfortunately, it's a long drive, and I've never been much for flying. The turbulence upsets my tum-tum. It wasn't so bad when I was younger, but I've since heard too many tales. In fact, I just recently learned about a man who was piloting a plane south out of Montana. But I'm not sure if the story's more about him or the co-pilot. into Beechcrafts. We passed that already. Probably about 10,000 feet. Well, you ready to set a new record? <laughs> sure. Alright. Kiss your wife and hold on to your hat. I haven't got a wife, nor a hat. Twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-six. Twelve nine nine eight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at thirteen thousand feet. I'll have to record this momentous occasion in my journal when I get home. You know, I don't even know where I got that phrase. The wife and hat thing. I feel like I heard it in a movie or something. But I have a habit of saying it when I fly. Looks like we're going to be losing our sunlight here in a while. I shouldn't have any problem getting above the fog. IFR puts me to sleep, to be honest. I like these a lot. Oh, my UV tints? 
I actually bought those for the house. We have these huge panel windows looking out the back and the sun scorches through them in the summer evenings. I bought this stuff to stick on them. I had extra in case I screwed it up, so I decided to cut them to size and use them in here. Keeps things cooler without AC, and it keeps the glare down. I don't know why this isn't a standard feature. It was kind of a nightmare to put it all on. I botched it a couple of times. So you have a pretty nice house then? It's not super extravagant, but we're happy with it. As long as your wife is happy there. <laughs> she doesn't have many complaints so far as I know. She grew up in Tokyo, so her childhood home was small. I think she likes all the space that we have now. What would she do if something happened to you? Do you think she would remain in the States or move back to Japan? Well, hopefully we don't have to find out anytime soon. But I imagine she would stay in Billings. Seems like it must have been a culture shock. It was for the first few years. Making friends and getting involved in groups helped a lot, I think. Would she be able to keep the house? What, if I died? Oh, we both have good life insurance and she actually makes more money than I do. She'd be fine. Honestly, I think I would be the one in trouble if she died rather than the other way around. She sounds like a very capable woman. For sure. So, what's with the topic of my death? You know something I don't know? It's always good to be prepared, especially when flying over the mountains. Well, I suppose. I appreciate you coming along, by the way. I have a buddy who usually flies with me and he was planning on it today, but his daughter suddenly had to go in for an appendectomy last night. Sounds rough. I was happy to tag along, though. I enjoy travel. I've actually been to New Mexico before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you said you were visiting family? My brother. It's been about seven years since I last saw him. Older brother? Five years older. My only sibling. He always tried to play the role of the good older brother, you know? But I always thought he was too judgmental. I pushed him away a lot. I regret that now, so... I'm gonna try and, uh, change things. I don't know, maybe after all this time, I'm hoping we can finally have a relationship. Sounds like you've matured quite a bit. I was a shit teenager. Actually, I was kind of a shit little kid, too. My friends and I used to shoplift. <laughs> like, I didn't think anything of it. I stole stuff almost every time I was in a store, just because I could. Ever get caught? A few times. Got banned from some places. But one of my biggest regrets from teenage years is cigarettes. A decade later and I still haven't been able to kick them. Doesn't make long distance flights very easy. I would imagine not. Looks like we lost our son. Yeah. I'm gonna try and climb higher. See if I can't get above this fog. like music, right? <laughs> Good guess. Ah, I love music. 
Actually, music is kind of what pulled me out of my rebellious state. I know people tend to mature in their 20s anyway, but there was something about the feeling of accomplishment, you know? Oh. Everything alright? Yeah. I've just been getting these heart palpitations more and more lately. Wife says I should see a doctor about them, but I don't know. I've never been much for doctors. But I'm alright. Uh, where was I? Oh, so I, I, yeah, like I realized just how much I loved guitar, you know? I'd be playing for like four hours without even realizing it, and the time would just pass me by. And then once I got good, it felt like... I don't know, it felt like people started to take me seriously instead of just rolling their eyes at me all the time, you know? Your parents never took you seriously? Well, my dad was always working. And my mom was kind of a bitch, if I'm being completely honest, which is probably why my dad worked so much, actually. Just so he wouldn't have to be around her. Ugh, listen to me droning on about my life. We can talk about something else, I apologize. No, I don't mind. Uh, I enjoy listening. Tell me the story of the Sega Genesis. Huh? The one you got when you turned nine. <laughs> How do you know about that? That was a happy memory, right? Uh, yeah, it was. I I don't remember mentioning that. Your father actually had the mind to ask you what you wanted, and you had never received such an expensive gift before. First time you felt like you'd been connected with your father, other than watching episodes of Star Trek. What the fuck is this? How do you know all that? We've talked a lot about you, Jacob, and I would like to hear more, but I suppose it's time I share a few things with you myself. Like what? I realize you thought our first encounter was at the air host, but the truth is, I've known you a lot longer than that. Okay. So who are you? There are some who are meant to guide people through their life. But I'm tasked to guide people out of it. Wow. Cryptic. What the hell does that mean? I don't want you to panic, Jacob. I assure you, I'm a friend. But what I have to say is not easy. Just fucking say it then. Alright. You've grown up to be a kind and generous man, Jacob. If it were up to me, I would wish you a great many more years, but unfortunately, it's not up to me. This is going to be the last flight you'll ever take. I'm sorry. I seriously have no idea what you're talking about. It will be a series of events. The odds of them aligning at this time are nearly unfathomable. But that's just how things go sometimes. The weather up here is getting worse. Before long, it'll lead to mechanical failure due to inadequate inspections. After that, your wife was right about you needing to see the doctor for your heart palpitations. The stress of the situation will cause you to go into cardiac arrest. And finally, the plane will go down. That's kind of fucked up, man. I can see it coming in the future just as I can see everything in the past. 
How else would I know about the Sega on your Christmas? Your first kiss from Lauren Matheson outside of Miss Fremont's class. The time you cried alone behind the dominoes because Christina broke up with you right before your shift started. Or even further back, the time when Steven, the bratty neighbor boy, snapped the rubber bands on your G.I. Joe's torsos and said if you snitched on him, he would tell everyone about the time he saw you taking the leak in your backyard. So what, you're like, you're like an angel or something? The Grim Reaper? Most people probably wouldn't call this an enviable job, but I don't think of it as grim. I do what I can to help people be at peace when time allows for it. Alright, so... The plane's going down in this bad weather. What's to stop us from turning around right now? We're too deep into it, I'm afraid. Even if we turn back, the plane will still malfunction. Would have been nice if you had told me sooner. It wasn't my place. Well, fly us out then. I won't stress. I'll just sit back and try to breathe calmly as you pilot us through it. I'm sorry. I can't do that. It's like I said before, this isn't up to me. When a person's time comes, that's it. Then why the fuck did you even come with me? To be your friend. I understand you're upset, but believe me, few things are worse than dying alone. I'm here to help you reflect on your life and give you a listening ear if you have anything you would like to say. There's gotta be something we can do to prevent this. No. But these final moments are your own. You can choose to spend them frantically trying to avoid the inevitable, or you can sit with me and we'll enjoy the time we have left. <sighs> How long is that? Long enough for us to carry on a conversation. So I won't get to see my brother after all. Unfortunately not. Again, I'm sorry. I should have gone last year. I kept putting it off. Fretting over things you should have or could have done may not be the best use of time. Your brother will heal from your loss. He's always been strong and rational. So this is why you asked me all those questions about my wife and what she would do after I passed. And you were both as prepared as anyone could be. That's more than a lot of people can say. Yeah. Nothing fully prepares people for this. No. But she'll find the strength to make it through. So, can I ask you if, uh... Can you see to it that she's taken care of? I don't know, can you take care of her yourself? I'll be around. I'm always around. She'll be heartbroken at the loss, but I've seen people pull through some of the worst circumstances imaginable. And they keep moving forward. You said yourself, she's a very capable woman. She is. So, what do we talk about? Let's reflect more on the time you were given. 
It wasn't as long as I'd hoped. No, but that was good, innit? Remember Thanksgivings with your Grandma Jean? <laughs> yeah. One of the few things I ever had to look forward to every year. Her pumpkin pies. Remember what she said the year before she passed away? I showed her one of my drawings. I said she could keep it. It was the longest I'd ever spent on a drawing, you know? For some reason, I wanted her to have it. It wasn't even a good drawing for Grandma, just some spaceship battle. But she said she was proud of me. I was there, you know. When she passed, she mentioned you. <laughs> she said if she could have one last wish before she died, she would make one last pumpkin pie for her grandson Jacob. suffer? No, no, uh, she actually fell asleep before she passed. Never felt a thing. Aside from my brother, I think she was the only good influence I had in my life. I think you did well with the hand you were dealt. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Remember jumping from the roof of the barn down to the haystack? Andy's grandparents' farm. They used to call it the Shire because his whole family was so short. They dared me to make the jump, but I overshot and I missed the haystack completely. I fucked up my ankle. It was sore for about a year after that. You lived a life of passion and high energy until you reached your 20s. Yeah. I feel like I got both ends of the spectrum, you know? The action first, and then the art. I don't know, learning music was a different kind of fun. It was safer, too. What do you remember most in your life? What's your fondest memory? Glacier National Park. With my wife. We rented a cabin and spent four days there. Nothing for miles but nature and sky. Just the two of us. Sounds peaceful. Did you ever, uh... Like, have you ever watched us, like... You know, do anything? <laughs> no. Uh, I respect people's privacy in their most intimate times. I do get that question a lot, though. But not when I was sobbing behind dominoes when I was 18. <laughs> I was impressed by how well you pulled yourself together and began your shift. I've had a good life. I think so. I'm happy with what I had. I know I don't speak highly of my mother, but I'm glad the last conversation I had with her was a calm one. Neither one of us got angry. That's good. I would have liked more time with my father, but... I don't hate him for working so much. 
provided for his family, you know? We never went hungry. We don't have much time left, I'm afraid. I know it won't do any good, but... I think I'd like to at least try and pull us out of here. Maybe escape a brush with death. Buy myself more time. Do what you want to do. I'll be here, whatever the outcome. You're a good man, Douglas. Or a good spirit. I've been called a number of things. Whatever you are, I'm glad you decided to come along. Happy to be here. Now let's see how well you can fly this thing. Alright. Kiss your wife and hold on to your hat. There we are. That's the last of it. I'm impressed you were able to maintain your composure cleaning up that mess. You must have a high constitution. You know, back in the day, I think I would have been upset at the idea of some specter always watching me, like the one in the story. But after years of working here with all the cameras around, you get used to it after a while. And sometimes on those particularly lonely nights, I sort of welcome their company. But I suppose I won't have many of those in my future, so long as you're working here, eh? Alright, take those bags to the incinerator and we'll start on the counters. The Co-Pilot was written and produced by me, Brian Bridges. I was also the voice of Jacob the Pilot and the Night Cleaner. The music in the Night Cleaner's Tales was also written by me. Follow me on Twitter, at ManlyBrian. Douglas the Co-Pilot was voiced by Chris Riley, my fellow LCPner. Follow him on Twitter, at ChrisRileyLCP. It's time to clock out now. We'll see you at the next night shift to hear another one of the Night Cleaner's Tales.